0: Welcome to the IAM Podcast. My name is Carl Weaver, and I am the Website Content Manager at IAM. If you have any suggestions for the IAM Podcast, you can email me at carl.weaver at iamovers.org. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. We want to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash IAMovers slash message. I will also put the link in the show notes so you can click on it right there. I had a great time talking with some of the folks from Enterprise Database Corporation. And when we scheduled this talk... The big news was that EDC was turning 20, 20 years old. It's a huge milestone, isn't it? And I thought that would be a lot of what we talked about. You know What what brought them there? How did they get started? Uh, what does it look like now? How is it different from 20 years ago? And we talked about all that stuff. And we talked about their software solutions. And then we talked about something else. We talked about how they are involved in COVID-19 testing, something that has nothing to do with uh, software that helps movers do their run their businesses. So definitely listen. Listen to the end. This is a very exciting episode. And I really hope you will uh, listen and learn about what they're doing and you know, also help them celebrate their 20th anniversary. I'm joined today by members of uh, Enterprise Database Corporation, Sandra Clary, as well as Diana and uh, Richard Corona, who are the two uh, founding, the two founders
1: of the company. That's correct? That is correct. That is and right. i like to clarify that uh, Corona is like the beer, not the virus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that, that makes me very happy because that's that's one of my favorite things to have is a, is a nice beer now and then. But... Uh, yeah, that's that. That's a good. Uh, you should put that on your website, maybe. Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Have you been there that.
2: lately, Carl? Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> mm. Um, I'm I'm just a communications guy. I don't really know how this stuff works, but uh, in all seriousness, uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, one of the, uh, I know I remember you guys asked to be on the podcast partly because you are coming up to your 20th anniversary for EDC.
3: That is correct. Correct. Yeah. We're going to be 20 years old on February 28th.
0: <laughs> That's exciting. Do you guys have anything uh, planned? Like, um, it's, I know it's hard to have big celebrations right now, but uh, do you have um, maybe a virtual celebration for the employees and stuff?
1: We do.
3: We do. Uh, it's interesting that you bring it up. We were actually just finalizing the details on that on an earlier call this morning. Uh, staff call okay, uh, across uh, offices and across borders. Yes, we are going to have a uh, an internal celebration about it on March fifth, and uh, normally we would uh, all be going out to a restaurant, um, yes, <laughs> but nowadays we cannot do that, so it's going to be a virtual celebration.
0: Yeah, well, that that's still good. Yeah. What, what sort of events do you have planned for that?
1: No, basically just uh, uh, trying to coordinate delivery of food to, you know, 50 different households and try to uh, synchronize it so everybody's got food at the same time so we can eat together in yes. uh So, so that by itself, uh, uh, you know, it's a few logistics issues.
0: That, that sounds like a lot of work just by itself. Can they track that with their Track GX product? <laughs> Not yet.
2: <laughs> if, if only delivery in, in these various locations, because as you know, we've got people that are outside the US. And so, you know, delivery of foodstuffs is a little bit different animal, and depending on the location and the regulations there. But yes. And, you know, Carl, we also have, you know, some. Um, congratulations that are coming in, whether in writing or in in video from a variety of our customers over the last 20 years. And so we're trying to surprise the team with a montage of all these. They don't even know they're coming in and I am so excited to share it with them. So we're um, looking forward to presenting them with some thank yous and congratulations from people they've been working hard for over the years. And you know, I have to say in return, um, our team got together and (laughs) wanted to uh, do kind of a thank you back to our customers, because as you can imagine, if you're sitting here celebrating 20 years, you're not thinking, oh, yay us, you're thinking, wow, thank you, right, to everyone who's been part of our journey, right, and who continues to be part of our journey. So we'll also have some things that we're able to share out um, for people to see on that, and we're just really excited about it. So it's it's the year of our twentieth birthday. I'm gonna do what my older sister does. It's not just a birthday, right? It's a birth month. It's a birth year. So we're we're enjoying, reveling in everyone's congratulations and thanks, and and um, giving back more even than we're getting. So
0: yeah, it uh, is. It's a, it's a really fun time. Yeah, that is a that's a great point. That you know, it, it's it's one thing to have. Uh, you know, maybe employees and founders who've been there for the whole time, but really without those business relationships, you don't, I mean, you're, you're going from one transaction to another, always chasing the next one instead of building the relationships. That's wonderful. Well, so I'd like
3: to say, and uh, thinking back on all these years, Richard, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of, of all the names and all the people that we came to meet uh, in this industry in other industries, you know, where we, we serve customers, right? Uh, but particularly in this industry we have not just formed business relationships actually we have formed a lot of friendships okay and um, I, I think the basis of our business relationship has always been based on that personal relationship you know that we have formed with um, you know the business owners they the, the employees or, or all the users of, of, of our systems right mm-hmm. um, and I just think of immediately I can think of a couple of names that come up to mind you know every time we think you know uh customers so um yes we, we're definitely organizing a series, of, a series of events that where we're celebrating uh, of course uh, our staff members some of whom have been with us for over 15 years <laughs> okay 15 <Yeah>. years yes <laughs> yeah. um but we're most definitely celebrating our customers and all these friends in the industry, without whom we, we could not have made um, the 20-year birthday.
0: <laughs> so well, that's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So, what's the genesis of EDC? How did you uh, how did you all start?
3: Okay, Richard, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tells the story better than anybody else.
1: Well, he, he's, here's the thing. Uh, uh, this is where. On this story, you know, who's really in charge. Okay. Um, uh, Diana and I were uh, newlyweds and uh, the company that I worked for uh, in the uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, uh, uh, pulled a move that was rather popular with web or technical companies back in the 2000s. And that, that move was to basically go out of business. <laughs> okay. uh, when basically tech companies just started to implode. All right, no problem. So what does one techie do when you lose a job? You get another one, right? So I was very fortunate to get the equivalent of a Catholic priest being called to the Vatican for a developer. I was offered a significant, <laughs> uh, a, an amazing position at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and Diana, in all her loving wisdom, <laughs> said, "You're not taking that job." And uh, what do you mean? He said, "Whatever you were going to do for Microsoft, we're going to do for ourselves." Okay. Great, that sounds good. Except we, you know, Microsoft has five hundred million dollars in petty cash. We had five hundred dollars. Okay, there's a huge difference, but where there's a will, there's a way. And say, okay, Diana, I've always wanted to lose some weight. This is gonna be our opportunity (laughs) to not eat. So let's do it. And we did it and it was very hard during the first year and and the second year even, but then all of a sudden, uh, oh, this can actually work by the third year. And uh, then it just, it was literally customer inertia. Uh, we're pushing us forward and forward, and uh, we just tried to do the best we could for our friends, mm-hmm. uh, as we try to make friends of all our customers. Um, and that's here we are, twenty years later.
2: That's right, twenty <laughs> years later, here we are. Thanks to Diana, we're gonna say. Oh, thank <laughs> you, thank you,
3: thank you. Um, now I think the best thing we've done in all these years is to actually listen. Okay, that is the genesis of many, many of our products, many of our business and personal relationships, right? I think that one of the most important business skills is to actually listen, you know, listen to the customers, listen to the friends, listen to employees, okay? Um, I I don't think as a business owner, um, you can wear the hat of, I know it all, I know it all every single time, Okay. You have to be prepared to listen and accept criticism and accept different points of view. And particularly when you come into the industry where that you know nothing about, <laughs> the best thing you can do is to truly listen and and um, and.
1: We have a great debt of gratitude to a lot of people. Yes, we do. That uh, have brought us to this point.
3: Yes, we do. And uh, I'm going to personally put somebody on the spot.
1: Uh, well, you've got to be careful because the list is very long.
2: You yes, know, it is. It's, it's a so very long list. Really very long list.
3: But this is the gentleman that, that um, actually helped us, um, actually presented us with an opportunity. OK. okay? Do
1: you want to say it on the count of three?
3: Absolutely. Three,
1: two, mm-hmm. one. Chuck, Chuck Bailey. Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Okay,
0: I'm making a note here to tag Chuck Bailey. He,
1: he, he was with Executive uh, then, and now he started uh, and for several years as a yeah. cornerstone of moving and storage, and we most definitely, uh, he was the first. Yes. Uh, he brought us into the industry, uh, and uh, but there have been many. Uh, uh, after Chuck and Chuck has not moved into the background either. Chuck is always there as a a guardian angel on our (laughs) (laughs) shoulder. Yeah, that's wonderful.
0: So so Chuck Bailey was one of your early customers and really the one
1: you said pulled you into the industry. Well, well, the way that really happened was uh, I went to a local Prince William County Chamber of Commerce meeting Uh, You know, those things that most people avoid because nothing ever comes out of them. Right. Uh, And uh, we basically connected through that meeting and Chuck was looking for a way to uh, making his company paperless. And uh, so we started working uh, with him and uh, uh, that's where MoveStar 1.0 came about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when we were done, he goes, what are we gonna do about families first? I said, what do you mean families? What is families first? That was the original (laughs) name that the government had given to the DP3 program or the DPS program. So uh, that also, uh, uh, out of those conversations and what are we gonna do and so on, that's where ECDPS came about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's been one of our flagship programs uh, ever uh, ever since. And uh, um, it's been a very interesting road. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of uh, trivia. This is a more iam based trivia, but uh, DPS, our uh, our vice, our, not vice president, our uh, director of uh, government and military affairs, Dan Bradley, actually used to work for SDDC and came up with that acronym, with that name for the product. For oh, he
2: came up with the acronym. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He
0: does that all the time for us now. Like we have some something we're rolling out. He says, "Oh, we should call it the." <laughs> move like you know mov standing for something
2: <clears throat> i didn't know that was one of dan's superpowers i'm going to remember that that's very good to know <laughs> anytime you need an
0: acronym call on dan he'll he'll well, come there you up go. with it for you
2: it's in the dna once you've worked within you know the government and the military the way he has you know? that's
0: the truth yeah. Yes. yeah so you've got a whole line of products here and um for, for the listeners this is not a commercial, but it, it's a it's an impressive line of uh, products that you have from the Move Star and the Agent Plank and stuff like that. So it seems like uh, you're you're going from end to end, and it's not just within the moving companies. that you know to make them more efficient and and like you were talking about paperless, you know, making it easier to run a business, but also to connect with the customers, right? And so, and I'm, to
2: connect with one another, Carl, yeah. and to connect with one another. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. And sources of business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, I, I love that you said connect because I think that's Diana's favorite word. Anytime we're talking about all of our suite of solutions, connectivity and connection will always come up um, because, you know, though it, it might look like, hey, this is a great end-to-end move management system, and it is, right? Hey, it might look like, hey, this is a great way to manage your leads and to get some additional diversified channels of business, and it is, you know. And as you know, we're about to roll out a really great um, tariff product that you know we've been talking about a little bit. You probably saw it on the social media, but you know, at the core of everything is um, Richard's favorite word, which means nothing unless you're in the industry, right? But the gogistics network. So it's really the way that when you get a true technology company that's thinking about all of that wonderful infrastructure, the stuff that seems to be invisible to the end user, but yet they're benefiting from it greatly. Wonderful ways to have multi-directional communication and updates and the you know, whether you're, you know, sharing shipments, whether you're, you know, soliciting business, whether you're, you know, seeking to bid on, you know, business from other people within the network. So it's actually a really great connectivity network, which means that, yes, Carl, there are a lot of things that can be done that continue to enhance the lives and the business models of our customers because that wonderful, beautiful, elegant infrastructure is there. And to that, I say, thank you, Richard, because that was really his brainchild.
1: It was. Yes, it was. I won't take the blame for it. Um,
3: (laughs) Connect is one of my favorite words for a very simple reason. It's at the it's at the core of human nature, right? We like to connect. We like to to form relationships, and that's really what business is is based upon. (laughs) It's based upon relationships. You want to be able to communicate with your partners. You want to be able to communicate with your customers, right? Um, You want to be able to communicate with your vendors. Um, I don't think today's world anybody can operate as a, let's say, single standalone entity anymore, okay? Um, Even before this global pandemic, you know, that was the case, but even more so nowadays, right? Um, You have to communicate across desks, across offices, (laughs) across uh, state lines, across countries. So it's...
1: And we have been very fortunate in being able... I guess being in the right place at the right time. There's a significant amount of lock involved. Uh, For example, visiting uh, a a customer and then watching them get uh, a shipment awarded to them. And then for them to use our system to print the information about that shipment. Then going over to the fax machine and putting (laughs) a letter and faxing our shipment information to somebody else that also had our products. That realizing the amount of time that it took, for example, to get a shipment covered normally, and that over the years, our customers have actually started to use this as a means of not having to do the phones, the emails, the faxes, can you do this? Can you do just send it out, they'll accept it, Anything that they do gets immediately updated on your system, you have full approval. In other words, acting as a cohesive organization, even though there are multiples, Mm -hmm. ends up creating a greater customer satisfaction. And who's the customer? The shipper, the transferee. That's really who the customer is. The customer is not our direct customers. The customer is our customer's customers. And when multiple partners can communicate and have accurate data and they're all in sync, that only helps to unify that experience for the for the customer, the, the, the actual user of the services. Yeah. And that, that, that has been done uh, organically mm-hmm. through the use of the industry. Yes. That's great. I, I'm thinking about my own experience
0: of uh, my last big move that I made this is I don't know 15 years ago, and everything else has been local since then. Uh, but I remember you know, my wife and I got to the DC area, and she says, when, "When's the, when's our stuff coming here?" And I said, "Oh, the paper says like <laughs> between this date and this day, like a whole week." And and so I call up the office, and they're like, "No, not today. Call tomorrow." So oh, tomorrow man. comes. Yeah, I'm calling every day. Is what is my stuff coming? When's my stuff coming? You know, being able yeah. to, you know. even if it is one of those things where, you know, it'll be within this week, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to just look at an app and see, okay, not today is so much easier. (laughs)
2: or even to send a note, you could communicate via the app, right? How about two-way communications? How about you prefer text to an email? You know, you can do that. How about, right, you know, all those different things. And, you know, technology enables so much, but the point is it's not valuable until we make it do something that really makes a positive impact in people's lives and in their businesses. And, uh, you know, you're right. It's, It's amazing how in such a short window of time, the expectations have changed so dramatically, right? You, you wouldn't put up with that, you know. Today, if you were doing, you know, a big move, you would realize that you should have more real-time communication and updates and ability to kind of be part of the conversation. But also, of course, you know, the um, the capability is out there and in place to where people can take advantage of that. So, yeah, it's an exciting time to be, mm-hmm. you know, doing what it is that you know Diana and Richard started those twenty years ago. Um, You know, it just feels like the world is your oyster when it comes to, you know, the types of solutions that that can be, you know, brought about, you know, it's just based upon great collaborative conversations and as Diana said it it feels like, you know, our entire 20 years has been this very grassroots process of people coming to us hey you know this this. You might not be able to do this, but this is a particular challenge I'm having right now. Is there any way you might be able to help us with, you know, fill in the blanks, right? And you look at every single product you referred to, Carl, and there is some component of that in there. And then, because we're diabolically smart, (laughs) we look at the people who come to us and say, oh, you know, I didn't know, maybe there's some way you can help me, you know, streamline this or go paperless there or have better communication. Then we say, great. You're on the advisory council and here we're going to add a few more people. And so the the beauty, I think, of EDC and one of the things I love is that it's got this real biofeedback loop, right, where we don't just design something and put it on a shelf. It's this living, breathing entity that we intend is going to continue to bring great value but that only happens through that continual feedback. And that, that could be the owners of the company, right? But, but honestly, just as often, that's the people that are sitting there with their fingers on the keys and, and watching how they use things and you know what would be helpful. And, and so we, we enjoy and we've always benefited from those great relationships, which then enable us to be sure that we're not just on track for what customers need now, but we're almost like designing today for the dreams that they don't even quite know that they're having for tomorrow. Because we think everything's possible. If you, if you come to us about anything, you, you'll never hear us go, can't happen.
3: Immediately,
2: yeah. you know, Richard, Diana, Gerardo, you know, David, the whole team starts kicking in on, well, we could do this. And well, you know what, we could do it that way. And so it's, a, it's an exciting energy to be part of. And, and I think that's one of the things that um, our customer base continues to kind of talk about how we're very can do. And, and uh, I have to say, as one of the newest members of the EDC team, I'm very proud to join a company that has that sort of a legacy and a DNA.
1: Yeah, well, I, I say uh, uh, in all the years of EDC, we have been missing something. Uh, and uh, now we know what we were missing and that was Sandra.
2: Yes. Oh goodness! Oh goodness! I'll send you the twenty later. Thank you, Richard. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah of those. Uh, you know, you're talking about how all things are possible. I am um, sometimes I get questions about you know, you know, I run the website for IEM and I've run a number of them over the years, and these people say, "Well, oh, hey, can we do this? Can we do that?" And sometimes the answer is, "Well, it's not a good idea, but we can." Uh, but you know, more often than not, it's a question of you know it's time and money you know all things are possible you know it's a matter of doesn't make sense and and uh you
3: know how how long is
0: it going to take to do it
3: sure well it's important to have focus no 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 doubt about it because every day i mean it just by by the very fact that we 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 you know we'll, we'll have that ongoing conversation with our customers you know through the customer service lines or you know through emails that we get outside of the customer service line so that's an ongoing conversation that, that, that we have with the customer. So every day we, we pick up on, let's say, pain points or ideas or challenges you know, that customers and partners and vendors have, right? But you are correct. At some point, you also need to be able to uh, discern and also focus um, so that you can produce a solution that is you know, pain relieving and that gives the customers and the users you know, that, that, um, that solution that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. But the world has definitely changed in 20 years. We were just joking internally the other day. My goodness, what was happening in 2001? Well, right. <laughs> we got okay. it started. February
2: of 2001, very different yeah. world, right? That's I think that
3: was the main way of electronic communication back then, wasn't it?
2: It was
1: the most secure, definitely. There you go, <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. So um, no Facebook? Nope. Nope, no LinkedIn?
1: AOL was... Practically a newcomer.
3: Yes, absolutely. So the the world has definitely changed. The world around us, um, and of course, you know, that brings us to to the latest, uh, you know, chain of events. You know, the global pandemic, which, mm-hmm. of course, nobody can truly fully prepare for um, ever. But. but
1: but also organically, yes, the the world has changed, and so have we.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, twenty years ago, there was no way we would have had either the technical uh, or financial capacity to run a network such as like logistics. Right. I mean, there's, these are thousands of transactions going on all the time. That's between partners. Right. Uh, and and uh, uh, that is something that uh, we're actually very proud of. And that would not have been possible 20 years ago. Right. Uh, 20 years ago, if you had a network, your name was AOL. <laughs> <or some laughs> right. Okay.
2: right. right. <laughs> Dial up. Dial up.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Absolutely.
2: But, you know, one thing I'll say to your point, Carl, as well, is that, you know, what Diana and Richard are describing and what you're describing and just the fact that though though many things are possible, that's where experience and expertise comes in and says, you know, one of the things that makes us, we hope, right, a really great partner in people's success. And, you know, the beauty of what we do is we're here to make other people more successful, right, to Mm -hmm. understand what that means, to help them define sometimes what that means right based upon expertise and and being able to counsel them on that um and then to you know design solutions that bring about that success consistently and reliably right because that's really where it is when you're trying to keep your own clients happy right consistently and reliably um but you know that's where when people come to us with things uh, we would be a horrible partner in their success if we didn't use our experience and expertise to counsel them, if we think there's either a possible better way, or if we've seen that you know um, scenario or that structure and and you know don't think it's actually going to help them achieve their ends. Now you can't do that unless you know your customers well, but also unless you understand the industry well. And that's one of the things that, you know, I think experience um, gets you is that, you know, you are able to counsel to your point, you know, someone could say, you know, I always use the analogy of somebody came and said, I don't know, you know, hey, you know, we want to turn everything hot pink, it's my signature color and I want to do whatever. Technically that's possible, <laughs> you know, but but here's the possible either downside to it or here's how we could do it or, you know, so that's that's where it's always very conversational. And and again, one of the things that I love um, about the team is that it's it's not just Diana right? It's not just Richard. It's not just Sandra. Those kind of conversations are happening every day with a multitude of people throughout our team. You know, the customers have that sense of ease. Um, and I don't say this as a commercial for EDC, but I say this just as a great business model, right? Mm-hmm. That when you know that, that your customer base has the same trust level and, and has a, a warm fuzzy in working with David and working with Carlos and working with, you know, Alejandro and working with Jenny, you know, all these different people, then what a great company and what a great culture you've built to where customers, um, that's why they continue to come to you. So just as we're talking about business models, I just think that's a great um, goal but, to work toward. But, but, but
1: uh, they all say it takes two to tango. Uh, we could be listening. Yeah. With open ears, microphones, stereo. We're trying to listen so much, but if the customer, if the industry is not talking, that's oh, yeah. usually, this is a very engaged uh, industry. Absolutely. Customers literally take us by the hand and say, you ought to take a look at this. Yes, And even when we may be blind to it, customers say, no, 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 you didn't get it. Look at this. Okay. And we get it and then it works out great. Okay. That's the story. It's not just, Hey, we listen very well. No, no, no. It's actually the industry, the customers. It took a while uh, for us to build a reputation that we are trustworthy because nobody's going to talk to you unless you're trustworthy. I I remember going to our first uh, uh, convention. It was in uh, Arizona. Uh, we were a complete unknown. Uh, uh, Carl, I could have pulled out a $20 bill and say, I'm selling this for a dollar and I would have had no tapers. Where's <laughs> the catch? You know, what's the catch? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So after a few years, let me tell you, industry has, uh, has opened up and uh, it, it's amazing uh, how they constantly talk to us and try, not try, they do steer us in the right direction. So the 20 years it you know I feel great. Yes, we put a lot of work into it, but literally this is not hyperbole or you know blowing sunshine on, on everybody's lap. This is the truth. Without the industry embracing us and talking to us and telling us what we should be doing, we would not be here. So it's again coming full circle we're extremely grateful for the industry. It's a
2: great collaborative industry. And, and, you know, if I could interject one thing, one of the things I notice about this industry that I love versus, you know, you can look at a lot of industries and we even at EDC, we have customers throughout, you know, a lot of industries. But one of the really great things I think about this specific industry is that the people who are a lot of times, you know, in the decision-making capacities and Carl, I'm sure you find the same thing. They actually know how their business is done. Right. In some industries, you go somewhere and the people who are sitting, whether in, you know, the leadership positions or, you know, the money positions, they don't necessarily know kind of how it's done on a, you know, on, on a micro level. But a lot of times these are people who have kind of grown up through the ranks, whether in a company owned uh, business or in businesses that they grew themselves, you know, from from scratch. And, and, you know, maybe they've been on the truck before or they've been on the whatever, you know, so I, I love that the people that we're collaborating with, you um, have such great understanding of what makes our business tick, mm-hmm. right, you know, and I think that makes all of us better. It makes for far better collaborations and, and, you know, it's just an exciting thing and it's a great thing about this industry. And I hope, you know, the people here realize how special they are, you know, and how special that quality is.
0: Yep. Yeah, It's really nice to have people uh, who are running things to like you're saying, Sandra, you know, really get it. Like they understand how the, how the sausage is made. And,
2: That's right. are so
0: actively involved in in the processes that's that's very important
3: well i think we found ourselves in a very you know interesting position because uh, as a technology company at first you know you're you're very tempted to see as you come into an industry you're very tempted to see yourself as okay well i'm just a vendor i'm just a supplier right but that has not really been the case (laughs) um just kind of building upon what Richard has mentioned, you know, outside of those truly personal and close business relationships that we have formed over the years, I think as a company overall, we have also found ourselves at the intersection of many, let's say, currents of change. Okay. So we have witnessed change happen, but I like to say that we have also uh, caused change. Okay. Um, uh, Logistics, you know, the, the network being one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's definitely an interesting position to be in, and we we take it for what it is, which is a position of trust. And like Richie said, we appreciate it, and we're thankful to 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 everybody in the industry for for bringing us to where we are today.
1: Now, those same relationships, they come in, or they are in the industry, and sometimes they go in different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had. Uh, calls and we're very proud of a uh, project we're working on right now, which uh, it's not related to a a moving and storage industry, but it came from the experience Uh of one of the founders of that organization with us through the moving and storage industry. Um, And this is a, a, a project that Uh, literally we were called and said would you be able to handle this Uh, the reason we thought of you is because you are running logistics, and this is a very high demand and use program and uh, we are not comfortable right now that this would go the way we wanted to would you like to uh, participate and can you do this well the, this whole thing we we after we looked at it, uh, there were some changes that needed to be made, and we of course said yes. This is a uh, and I don't know that we've announced this
2: anywhere nope. yet. You're nope. getting no, nope.
1: no nope. exclusive. Uh, a first, you heard it here first, yeah. Uh, you're
2: getting an exclusive, Carl. Uh, okay, uh,
1: this is uh, your wording
2: has to be very careful, so yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. This, this, this is a uh, uh, a project that uh, was born out of uh, uh, the expertise of a uh, uh, professor in our also our contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, this professor basically built uh, or designed a system that allows you to through smell. Uh, uh, I don't know if you remember in the old magazines the scratch and sniff. Type but with very particular sense, okay, uh, to do a COVID-19 test that uh, it, it, you can do every 15 minutes if you want to.
2: And I'm gonna jump in on that just because they would want me to, to say it's an indicator that you might wanna go get a very definitive COVID-19 test. So it's an right. early access indicator it, yeah. it is an
1: early access yeah. indicator and right. at this point, as we speak, it's going through the FDA approvals necessary to be considered a medical right. device. Right, uh, and uh, But it the, the distribution in Europe has begun. Right. Okay. They've not
3: many clinical studies on it. Already.
1: And of course, there's all the clinical oh, yeah. studies, etc. Uh, what this allows you to do, is like an early warning system um, and seems to be <laughs> very... Accurate. Uh, accurate on, on point, okay? Uh, and uh, we were asked because obviously the loads of people doing these tests and then going through a network uh, to, to provide the results, etc., that is significant news. We would never have been called to participate on such a program if we had not had the experience with the same folks running logistics, mm-hmm. for example, which is a heavy use uh, network um those are the things that come you know one thing leads to another now for example we keep thinking yes absolutely we said yes we would love to do that just think about the ability to very inexpensively for twenty dollars the equivalent of twenty dollars you can test an entire village in a developing country right i mean what will that do the amount of goodness that comes out of that it, it, it's it's uncalculable. Yes. All right. So obviously we're heavily focused on that as well. Uh, this is all because of the customers and the industry. And that's
0: really incredible. And uh, I have a question about that. So let's see. So it's a smell test, and I know you're still. It sounds like you're still developing it. So <clears throat> I am um, I, I don't want to give too much away, but let's say I take the smell test. Is, is it, it's pretty accurate, I'm guessing.
2: So I could jump in on that for a few things. So yeah, they actually find that, um, you know, the studies have shown that in approximately 80-ish percent of the cases, 80 to 85% of the cases, loss of a sense of smell is a significant indicator um, of COVID-19, right? Mm-hmm. And what this does, and it's actually already, as I said, it's already deployed in certain areas, as as uh, Richard and Diana were saying. So here in the States, there's a little bit different process and it's going through, you know, a process there, but it's already deployed in, in certain countries as an early indicator and not just early indicator, but as, um, you know, Richard said that it's very accessible because it's so inexpensive. So what it does is it, it it presents you with like five different scents that are all very distinct from one another. There's an app that accompanies it. So you just scan in the number that's on your that's on the card that you have, right? So, whether you were provided it through an institutional source like your employer or a, an educational institution, or you just bought it on your own, um, you scan it in. And so, the, the system, then your app knows what the correct scent is that's supposed to be aligned with those. And you just go through and you scratch and sniff, and you either say it's, you know, it's mint, it's such and such, or there's no scent under that. So, it has some controls in there. And so it will give you a score. So out of the five, did you get four out of five? Did you get five out of five? Did you get two out of five, Carl, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say you did it for a few days in a row, right? You were just kind of tracking, which is the way a lot of people use it. Um, If you notice that you're usually a four out of five and all of a sudden you're a two out of five, right? That's probably a good strong indication that you might wanna go get a definitive COVID test and maybe just preemptively start kind of self quarantining right and so the the whole key is to try to save some of those human impacts and economic impacts because if people have an earlier indication right that perhaps there is something amiss the earlier you start you know sequestering yourself right the earlier you reach out and get something definitive which means you can start getting treatment then um likely the better it's going to go for you as well as for the people around you so it's very exciting and as I, as richard said it's already in play it's just as, as i'm sure you can imagine we have to be really careful with the wording here in the states you know based <laughs> on you know approvals that are pending so we're just trying to be careful there but it's a, it's a very exciting project that we're happy to be part of
1: yeah that is exciting that's um, think about what that could do to just our industry okay where your right. crews in the morning can do this And they know that they're not exhibiting any of those symptoms, okay? So at least you can scratch that off, all right? And when somebody begins to have some of the symptoms, you can uh, now, they're gonna work in the warehouse or not work in the warehouse. They're not gonna go to the customer. However it is, the fact that that can be done not just daily, but hourly from one customer to the next, to the next, however you want and be able to... To, to, to know what's, it, it's a sense of uh, reassurance. Mm-hmm. And that in itself would increase the customer satisfaction because right now you wanna move and there's 10, 10 guys that are gonna come into your house. Who are these people? Are they tested? Oh my God, is all my stuff needs to be disinfected now? Is it, this is not a medical, 100% medical device. Not in the, no. in the States, no. No. But, but it's an indicator. Right. But it shows that you're taking an effort. And if something that takes pennies, and right. you also you don't have to have your, your, your frontal lobe scraped by a Q-tip in order to do it. I mean, you just smell a card. It, first. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Those are the types of things that, obviously, this is not a revenue generation uh, or generating endeavor. Uh, uh, for us. This is more of a, look, we're human. (laughs) We're all in this together. Uh, We're after the karma. Okay. Yeah, You
0: have a vested interest in all this stuff working out too.
2: Well, and, you know, (laughs) studies show that loss of sense of smell is a significantly better indicator of, um, you know, the possibility of having a COVID infection than temperature. So the, the easiest thing that's available to most people is those little temperature guns, right? And they shoot them at your forehead as you walk in and out of the warehouse or out of your, you know, your school or whatever. So that's why this is also such an exciting project is because you know, from all of the studies they've done, it is so much more um, uh, impactful on being able maybe to say, hey, you know what, for today, why don't you just kind of go get an official, you know, COVID test, or why don't you kind of sequester yourself, you know, in self-quarantine, and let's see how it is in two days, right, if you're back to a four out of five, or if you're still at a one or two out of five, you you know, you definitely ought to go. So it's, it's got a lot of really exciting applications. And uh, we were, uh, as Richard said, we're really fortunate that people that already knew the kind of work we did, and it wasn't just about um, our logistics network and what they understood about our ability to connect people in many, many different locations for many different purposes. Um, but also the fact that we have a good reputation for a great security and you know connectivity so and stability. So um, those were the reasons they gave us for why they reached out to us. So it is a great compliment, but it's really a privilege to be part of that kind of a project and know good. that you're working on something and yeah, you know, Richard, he's, he's probably about to shed a tear here if we were actually on camera, because, you know, he really does wear it on his sleeve, but that's how, that's how, um, how much he thinks about this. 20 yeah. years
1: ago, I have to decline a job at Microsoft, okay? I mean, that was <laughs> heart wrenching. 20 years <laughs> later, we're participating on, on a project that could make a global pandemic a little easier to deal with. Right. I mean, that. <laughs> yep. Who wants to get paid? Yeah. I mean, that is what it's all about.
3: That is impact.
1: That is impact. What did you do? We did this.
2: Right. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. And see, you got a scoop, Carl. You got a scoop. <laughs> We've not even talked about that. But see, Probably. when Richard's yeah, on I the call, know. you just would never you know. You're
3: going to be on that. Um, we'll, we'll send you a few <laughs> cards <Yeah. laughs> for
1: you to try <laughs> and distribute. Yes.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that's just
0: a, that's a wonderful development, you know, and I'm thinking about, you know, you said Jay, for pennies a day or for pennies per card, mm-hmm. or it, you know, even a dollar a card. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a no-brainer because, I mean, if nothing else, like you're saying, it's going to help, uh, you know, just in our industry, help build trust, right? you know, like there, there's a pretty good chance that none of these people walking into my home as COVID. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. I think that's about as good as it gets today.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> so I have I
0: have one last question for y'all. Um, this is going back to something else that, that you mentioned. The um, the tariff products. So you've got that coming out. And what what other other than saving the world from pandemics, <laughs> what, other, uh, what other projects are you all working on that you could share with us?
2: Um, well, I'll uh, take that and be cagey, <laughs> but you jump in, Diana, if you want to. So I'll give the very generic answer and then I'll uh, let Diana decide if she wants to give more, um, more elaboration. How about that? So, um, awesome. as mentioned, <laughs> does that sound like a plan? Yeah. Like a plan. <laughs> Uh so so as we mentioned, we are uh very, very close. I, you know, again, I don't want to give you two scoops in one call and give you a day <laughs> we'll to a the or something, Carl, because I've already given you one really good scoop, but uh we we are just, I mean, like just less than two hands probably days away from rolling out uh, this exciting um tariff terr- uh program that we've been working on so and again entirely genesis of of, you know movers who we know who came to us and said wow you know a lot of times we're sharing jobs with one another and they want to know what I'm going to pay them on this job but it requires all this phone tag and you know trying to figure out what what would your rate pay me and then I do the job and maybe some of the specs change Um, so I need to find out all over again okay now what are you going to pay me because xyz changed right um, and then, oh, you know, I don't know if you can, but hey, could you help us with a way that really just people could kind of go and, and raid against our tariff? They don't see it, it's secure. It's only if I've granted them permissions for that job and it has all these other things built in. So that's our easy tariff um, um, project that we've been working on. Um, and again, with an advisory council, everything we already talked about with an advisory council, just had another meeting with them yesterday. Um, but so that's something that we're working on. We are also uh working on a really exciting COD CRM. See, I'm not even gonna say this because Richard is just gonna uh, jump out of his seat. Uh, seat.
1: No, okay, Here, here's what I'll say <laughs> Join us at, at the okay. IAM A-M. conference oh, coming up in that. Orlando. <laughs> For the launch, <laughs>
2: yes. So, so working on a, a COD CRM kind of um, product that, that is much more specialized even than than what people already you know have within the multitude of of EDC suite of solutions that we already have within whether it's EDC Move Star or you know some of the other products we have. So that's an exciting thing that we're working on. We also are working on, um, and again, I'm trying to be really cagey. I'm watching Diana's face here. You know, she and I are on Zoom, right? I'm watching her face. So we're also working on uh, bringing in some additional channels of business who can use our network. Again, we already have this great network, right? We have all of these great movers. And then again, they are truly, they're all great. You know, they're working with one another. They're doing all these things. But, you know, bringing in all of these additional channels of business Um, for anyone who's one of our, you know, member movers, just so that, you know, they also, it helps them in their plans to diversify, they're connecting, And, and whether it's, hey, you know, it's peak season and there were capacity issues, so, you know, such and such a corporate or such and such a relocation company needs to know how to connect with, you know, great movers on um, for, for some of this past capacity business. So, so there's a lot that we're working on in that way. We've got some specialty projects for some of our much loved um, inter- people that do international business and some of the ways they do that. So honestly, Carl, we could sit here for a long, long time <laughs> and talk about all the things that we're working on. But when we say we're working on, again, everything is really connected to what's already there. In the sense that okay, it just continues.
3: We're gonna give anybody. Mm-hmm. Everything Okay. To connected okay. To what's what's already there. Um, but I guess they're gonna have to join us okay. at the I am, am conference. conference in Orlando. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, so what I mean by connected is the expertise of what you already know, right? Mm-hmm. The expertise of what you already know helps you to kind of go that next step. But you're exactly right. So did I miss anything that we wanna Talk about and give Carl any additional scoops today, Diana, or did we hit kind of the big, big items?
3: I think we've that You've done an amazing job, um, kind of giving uh, Carl and, and the audience a, a glimpse into, you know, how EDC is, is moving forward, uh, continuing to think of our customers and our partners, right? Um, and they're going to have to stay with us for the ride.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right.
0: And yeah. the scoop, you've already, you, you already did it for me. I guess it's not really a scoop at this point, but the annual meeting in Orlando is going to be in person this year.
1: So,
2: yes. We'll crazy. be bringing
1: cards for everybody to sniff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I by, mean, who knows? By that point, they might be on the market in, in the U.S. So, yeah. Yeah. You never know.
0: Uh, but yeah, we, were, we are planning on doing this in person. We'll have a virtual component, uh, but uh, the, the meat of the conference is going to be in person. We can't wait to be together again in a safe, manageable way. That's you right. know? Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. And I, I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out at your booth uh, there and hearing, hearing about this latest development.
2: No. Know. And you can say you knew first. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and I promised Chuck that I would fly there.
1: Uh, yes, mm. i fly uh, because <laughs> I always, you see, I don't fly. Once you've been in two emergency landings, I don't need to wait for the third one. I know what happens, okay? <laughs> so I'm not doing it. So I drive everywhere and Chuck has tried to convince Diana, don't drive with Richard, fly. I'm not driving. <laughs> You'll get an extra day at each end to enjoy That's right. your trip in Orlando.
3: Yes. That's direct flight from Washington D.C. to yeah. Orlando. That's right. It's
2: going to work. I, yep. And thank you again, Carl, for helping us to celebrate our anniversary. It's something that we're really excited for, and we're excited for an opportunity to, and yes. just in one more way, be able to say thank you. You know, thank you to the industry, but but not just as a whole. Thank you also to all the individuals. That have helped us come this twenty years and are part of our journey even going forward. And it's just, it's it's a really exciting time, and we, we just couldn't be more sincere about wanting to say thank you to every single person who's part of our story.
3: Yes, thank
2: Very you. Well, thank you all for
0: being on. And uh, you know, I thought this was big news that it was twenty years, and now I got you know something that's like this giant bombshell you dropped on us. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> so exciting. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, congratulations on 20 years, and you know, you're you're doing great stuff. So thank you very much for being on and talking with me today.
1: Well,
3: thank you, very thank nice you, Carl.
1: Thank you, everyone.
3: Thank you.
0: All right, and um, we'll talk to you guys later, and see you down in Orlando. If not, you know, unless you uh drop off a whole bunch of those cards here at the IM office.
1: Uh, <laughs> keep very up. good. <laughs> very good. All
0: right. We well, all
2: have a good day. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye, all Bye-bye. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you for listening to the IAM Podcast. If there's ever anything you need from IAM, you can... Contact us at membership at IAMovers.org or contact us by going to the contact us page on the IAM website at IAMovers.org. Thank you for joining us and we will talk to you next time.